Hey, welcome to Full Life Conversations. I'm your host, Nathan Venegas. Today, I'm joined again by my friends, Chris Letson and Garrett Howell. And we welcome back lead pastor, Tommy Gray, as we go deeper in conversation about the power of God through prayer. And we look into the second half of the passage from Luke chapter 19, where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. So let's get started. Here's that powerful conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Garrett, Chris, welcome back again. Thank you for being a part of this. And once again, we have Tommy Gray, lead pastor at Asbury Church. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Yeah, great to be back. Um, Today we are in uh, the second half of Luke chapter 19. Um, Last time Garrett shared uh, about the first half, um, the triumphal entry. We talked about donkey. No. The triumphal entry, and we every I gotta yeah, tell yeah. you, I gotta, every time we when, when we recorded that, when we re, I've got to tell you when we recorded that, I just kept wanting to say, Duncan. And I was thinking about it, but I was yeah. thinking that's so not spiritual. I wish I wish we had gone there. Well, we had two good kids movies reference. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Well, hey, that's um, right. There you go. Nine. 12 and 14. <laughs> We're talking real life in community, right? We're talking real life with That's one it. another, right? Yep. There you go. So, but, but seriously, real life these days, um, like as soon as we get done with this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in the car and I'm taking my mom down to Birmingham for a checkup and, and, and just so, so, so some medical stuff going on there and then some medical go- stuff going on in, in, in our house and, um, so just, just some stress with that. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, we have like three basketball games every week. <laughs> so lots of running around and, um, but it's, it's all good. It's, it, it's, it's just a lot right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've, I've said that more than once, but I am so grateful that we get to do this podcast and I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's been for a sure. huge, um, it's been a huge thing for me. And I feel um, really privileged to just, you guys are my friends, but at the same time, I feel like I'm really being discipled um, with y'all. And I just appreciate y'all for that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what real life is, uh, what real life looks like right now for me. But um, so Again, we're in the second half of this chapter 19 of Luke. Um, Again, Jesus has come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. People have been shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then, um, Krissa, if you would, just read the second half of this this chapter, and then we'll get into... Okay, I'll start with verse 37 of Luke 19. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. 
Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. Well, once again, in this passage, I'm, I'm struck by the, by the contrast between Jesus and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Pharisee is uh, desiring for somebody to be rebuked. <laughs> you know, that's our main purpose is to rebuke somebody. <laughs> so Jesus, why aren't you doing that? And Jesus is weeping. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, it, it raises some interesting realities, although we serve a God who is like omni-everything, always present, all-powerful, everything. One place God has chosen to limit God's own power is in allowing us some freedom to choose. And so... Here he is looking over this city, weeping because he knows there was peace. There was so much more for people, and they chose not to receive it. So I think for me, uh, as we've taken this journey um, through the Gospel of Luke, as we've made it this far at this point, and, and in this particular message series, I'm just always struck by God's heart for us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, and so here is Jesus weeping over a city because uh, God's heart was something more for them than they wanted. And so there's there's a passage of scripture that says, you know, we had a form of godliness, but we denied the power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somehow God is saying, move beyond the form yeah. Mm. Yeah. and embrace the true power. Mm-hmm. that I have to offer you. And when that doesn't happen, God's not going to force us to do yeah. that. That's right. But God's going to weep over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors in ministry um, out in Paris used to talk about uh, intercessory prayer. And he said, it's like you stand at the end of a wall, an infinite wall, and God's on one side of the wall and your friend or the person you care about or the person who has a need is on the other side. And your friend doesn't want God. God's not going to force himself on your friend. Mm-hmm. Intercessory prayer is you reaching out, taking the hand of God and reaching out and taking the hand of your friend at the end of that infinite wall and praying for them and trying to bring them together. Mm. Wow. Wow. So here I just see Jesus weeping over the city and going, there is just so much more for you. Yeah. Wow. You're right. And so on two levels, I think about others. God wants more for them. But I also think about myself. How many places am I stopping short Yeah. of all the things God wants for my life? And I choose to settle for less than that. Mm. There's just more God wants for us, I believe. Wow. I think the timeliness of this message just a few days before Lent as we head into Ash Wednesday and Lent. Mm. I don't know that, I mean, I don't know that we're smart enough to have lined that up that way. (laughs) But in reading this passage, it makes me um, think again, what a great, what a great way that is to set up 
this journey of Lent mm-hmm. um, and, and just this reminder of really um, the joy that we see in this and also the, the deep sadness and, yeah. the, and the longing in the heart of Jesus for more. So how do we, the message from Sunday was titled A People Who Praise. Um, how does this kind of set us up into the, even the journey ahead of us? Mm-hmm. Um, even after we wrap up this series, we are still on this road of awakening. We're still yeah. on this journey. Yeah. Um, and, and what does that look like for us in the, in the next season to come? Yeah, yeah. Do y'all not feel sad when you read this? Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting when you finished reading, Krissa, and Nathan, you asked us a question. I didn't even at first feel like I could answer. I was like, this is just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is really sad. It's like we're tasting the sadness of God yeah. when his people don't live into that more. Mm-hmm. And I don't totally know what to do with that. That's just, there's not a lot of passages that seem to invite us to be sad in a godly way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's impactful. Makes you realize God really does want more if he's that sad. Wow. Yeah, I think that's one of the things for me is uh, Chris, I finished reading it. I was, uh, I felt a weight of sadness. Yes. It, it was almost like, you know, how many times have we, I mean, every year I read through the Bible. I read this passage a million times. I, f- I feel the significance of this passage mm-hmm. every time. I don't know I'd ever felt the exact sense of whether that's the presence of God in the room with us. I don't know exactly what, but I felt it emotionally at a different level than maybe I have mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. before. Yeah. yeah, And maybe there's like this, um, I remember when I was younger, um, there would be times that I would try to get to wrap my mind around eternity. Now this is probably crazy thought, but I would, I would just sit and think about eternity and then every once in a while, like just in this fleeting moment, I'd just kind of grasp it. I mean, in a way, I, my body couldn't even cover it, and then it'd just go away. I couldn't even really get it. And it's almost like for a moment I felt mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, wow, that's the depth mm-hmm. of the emotion of God for yeah. us and how we can bring joy to God is living into that, but how we bring heartbreak to God mm-hmm. is when we don't live yeah. into that. So yeah. it is a, a powerful moment for some reason right now. Yeah. And I don't know what that's yeah. all about. Maybe somebody's feeling that way that's listening to this. I don't yeah. know. I know it was different for me. And I just affirm what you're saying, Garrett. I feel that weight somehow. Completely agree. I, I wonder too if, you know, sometimes if we're you know, reading through the Bible in a year, or just in our own personal time with Jesus, we it's different than if we are doing that in community. And that's, that's actually what we're doing right now. Um, as mm. we there there's a there's a heaviness, there's a mm-hmm. a spiritual significance to what we're doing right now. And the beauty of technology is that who knows whatever else that might do mm-hmm. um, as this continues to go forth, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, f- I feel that too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something about this, this passage and, um, when Jesus says in verse 42, oh, this just 
this just gets me. How I wish today that you oh, of man. all people would understand the way to peace. The way to peace. How I wish you would understand. And I know it's it's easy to read through the pages of the Gospels, and it's easy for me to say, well, Jesus was right there with you, and you didn't see it. Hmm. And we have all these encounters where Jesus was right in front of people, and they missed it. And um, we're those people too, right? There's, there is a way to peace, and He is a person, and His name is Jesus, the end. And so um, for us not to... Not to really get that, um, I do think it it brings sadness to God. I mean, look at the scene, though. You've got this joyous people celebrating. A lot of contrast. A lot lot of contrast right in that. You know, um, they're walking along praising God for all the wonderful miracles Mm -hmm. they had seen. I mean, they had seen firsthand what was unfolded. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. And then what that, you know, just bubbles up and just kind of bursts forth. You know, this mm-hmm. this praise is the response, blessing on the there, king who comes in the name of the Lord. And there is a sincerity in that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This is out of their sure. experience. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they're praising God for what they have seen, but this exists at the same time, mm-hmm. in the same scene, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear the the pain and the really the sorrow in his voice, but, but also the hope because he says, I I wish you would understand it, which of course we know means it's understandable. (laughs) So it is, it is, yes, it is so sad because so many times we miss it. We see here that people missed it, but we also see that there were some people who were celebrating and really rejoicing because they saw it. And I think as we, I mean, I, I was just sitting here thinking, and I, I think this would be a great question, you know, just really spending time with the Father, yep. you know, to, to take this question. You know, we, we read Scripture, and then we know God's Word reads us, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I sat with this and just pictured Jesus saying, you know, Krissa, how I wish today that you of all oh, people wow. would understand the way to peace. Like, what insight? Now, that... I'm going to have to think about praying that prayer, yeah. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But but th- I think in that and just thinking through how would how would this, if I took this question to the Lord in this way, kind of coming out of this conversation, there is hope in that. And there is there is not right. another thing or another person for for all times that that can bring that yeah. other than Jesus, yeah. our Messiah, God with us. Like no nothing, yeah. and that just that just inspires such hope, yeah. um, and not just the wishful thinking kind, right? Just the I can we can take this to the bank, so to speak. And that was just so something good. that had yeah. that had just come to me as we continued to talk it out. Really, just fleshing it out in yeah. community, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. I was thinking about um, something I shared the last time this that our life kind of runs on these two tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. battles, blessings. Yeah. You see that in Scripture. And I also was thinking back to this morning, my morning devotional as I'm reading through Scripture. And one of the passages I was reading was in Matthew 10. And in this passage, Jesus, um, one of the things I love about the Bible 
is it's honest. I always read the Bible and I go, you know, I don't know that I'd put that in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I'm just really trying to attract everybody to my way, I don't know if I would have said this. And here's one of those times Jesus said to those first disciples he called, be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local officials and will be flogged. Man, that's your great marketing scheme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come follow me. This is what's going to happen. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings. But when they arrest you, do not worry. The peace that God offers, Scripture says it. the world can't give it, the world can't take it away. But yeah. it's also just so different than what we think. That's right. For us, yeah. peace is... Certainly not getting flogged and taken before the governors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jesus is honest. He said, when you follow me, I'm not telling you you're going to not have these things. Right. Matter of fact, I'm telling you, some of you are going to have them just because you follow me. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about the people that can take your physical body. Worry about your soul. Mm. That's right. And so peace becomes, once again... Peace becomes a person, and it's Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a circumstance. That's right. And so I, I see that in this passage. I mean, Jesus is longing for us to get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when we don't, when Tommy doesn't get it, I believe even now Jesus is like, man, I want you to get this. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about everybody else, but real life for me means I... I worry when the engine blows up in the car. Yeah. I tend to worry when the house has flooding down. You know, I'm like, but, and I think Jesus is saying to us, there is a deeper place of peace. Yeah. And I want that for you. Once again, we see in the passage, you know, the heart of the Pharisee really is judgment and the heart of God really is grace, love, and peace and depth. Yeah. And the contrast mm-hmm. cannot be more stark yeah. in these passages. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me that when Christopher first read this, you know, we all remarked to how sad the room kind of felt. And I think one of the reasons for me it feels sad is because this isn't the first time in our read through of the book of Luke that the people have missed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back to the really vivid scene in Nazareth back in chapter four, where I mean, it very clearly says that the town tries to kill Jesus. I mean, they drive him out to the brow of the hill. And um, this isn't the first time in the book of Luke they've they've missed it. And I, th- I think what that says to me, and this is a very scary thing, is that as we talk about awakening and pray for awakening, this book seems to have evidence that it is possible for the people of God to miss that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that feels heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think... And I was just putting this together in my head. This may be the first time I've ever read this passage with other people that are called to vocational full-time ministry. And I think maybe that feels heavy to us in a different way because our role is to prepare the bride for that moment. And this passage feels like just heavy and just it's evidence that the people we prepare and we can miss that moment. Um, And that's sobering. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It makes me really want to like pray just that just that Jerusalem, our people would hear and see. The phrase, the stones will cry out, um, really st- stood out to me. Um, there's like a, a determination in Jesus' voice as if to say, you, 
you're trying to shut this down, but there's nothing you can do to shut it down hmm. to the Pharisees. You know, uh, try what you may. I'm, I'm doing what the father wants. You know, this is out of your control. Yeah. I, I really think there was some fear, obviously, you know, that this they're going to they're going to be overthrown. You know, they're going to lose control. I don't know. What are what are some thoughts about that? Well, it just reminds me that when Jesus says the stones will cry out, it's like even if the people of Jerusalem miss him, somebody will see him. Mm-hmm. So it just I think it's just evidence of even if we at our church or in the American church, you know, miss miss moves of God, it's like they'll still happen. I mean, our mission partners are seeing them right in other countries like th- there will be people, stones, whoever, somebody's going to see the work of God and respond to it. Um, which makes me say, I want us to be in that group. Like, yes. yeah. let's be part of that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about prayer. What does kingdom life look like when it comes to, um, cause this, this, this whole message is really about prayer. You know, the, the prayer that Jesus prayed over Jerusalem, the, the way mm-hmm. he wept over Jerusalem, the way he agonized. Um, what does kingdom life look like for us? Um, taking on that, that same longing. Uh, Tommy, I remember when I first came here, uh, you asked me a question. And of all the questions you first could ask me, you asked me if I pulled for Auburn or Alabama. <laughs> Is that hard to believe? Uh, no, I can imagine I did. <laughs> and uh, I actually didn't know at the time that was an important cultural question for here, but we'll pass yeah. over that. It's kind of critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's funny is I grew up my whole life actually watching ACC basketball. So not SEC football, but ACC basketball. And it's because uh, my dad was from North Carolina. And so he grew up watching, you know, Seton Hall, North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, whatever. And just, I cannot, if you were asking me the question, how many games of ACC basketball have I watched with my dad? I could not even estimate a number, dozens upon dozens upon dozens. And so naturally after doing that, I've learned to care about that and to pay attention to ACC basketball. Um, I loved, loved, Tommy, your image earlier of intercessory prayer from your mentor of if we're going to be intercessors, it's like grabbing God on with one hand and grabbing mm-hmm. the people we're praying for with the other. And I just think the application is if you want to do that and learn to care like God cares for his people, you have to spend time with your father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to sit with him until just years you go, well, I've learned to care about what you care about. Mm-hmm. And that's not a quick process. Uh, this is not like, hey, hear this passage and you're you're automatically going to care like God cares. You might, you could have an impartation in a moment. The more likely thing is for you to be discipled into that over mm-hmm. years by sitting with your father and learning to care like he cares and then finding other people that have that heart and sitting with them. So if you're listening to this, I would say mm-hmm. find an intercessor and go sit with them. Mm-hmm. Go spend time with them. Go watch them weep over their Jerusalem, yeah. and that will begin to change you. Yeah. I'll never forget one of the first times I saw somebody weep in prayer. And my, my first thought when I saw them do that was, I don't feel that deeply about this. Mm. Like watching them weep just exposed. I'm not that way. But over time, that began to change. And I could tell you one of the first times I had a prayer time where I found myself crying for people I was praying for. And I went, wait a minute. That's not Garrett. That's right. That's not Garrett. Yeah. That's the heart of God in Garrett and in you through the Holy Spirit. But that happens over time, sitting with your father, learning what he cares about, and then walking with others that care that same way. I have a 
men's group that I meet with um, on Wednesday mornings. So we were walking through um, the book of Luke. I I roped them into doing Luke since we were going through Luke. So it's fun <laughs> to study with these guys. And one of the passages we were studying today, Jesus, as is often happening, he's pulled to and fro. He's healing people. He's teaching. He's doing everything else. And then you just encounter this simple statement. And Jesus withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Something along those lines over and over. When I read a passage like that, um, I've just always find myself convicted because I tend to be a to-do list kind of guy. And I've, uh, I'm quite busy and I'm quite confident the world couldn't keep spinning if I didn't do my thing. <laughs> and so I, do I pray daily? Yes. Do I study God's Word daily? Yes. Is it meaningful and life-changing? Yes. But when I look at the life of Jesus, I realize there's something deeper in his relationship with the Father. And we could simply say, of course, he's God. But I also fully believe that Jesus uh, here, when he was incarnate on planet Earth, yes, fully God, fully human. But in his humanness, I believe he was giving us a picture of what's possible for us. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, so I believe he yes. wasn't so much living out of his divinity in that, but he's living out of his humanness, giving us a picture. You can you can have this level of intimacy with the Father. That's right. That's and right. so, like, Garrett, like you said, you saw someone pray and weep, and you're like, that. that's not me at that time. Uh, when I read scripture and I see this with Jesus, I find this longing in my own heart. I want more of that in my own life. Yeah. And I'm aware that the busyness of my life is one of the key barriers to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's convicting to me. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's a, it's convicting and it's calling all at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Calling me unto that in a, in a deeper way. And when we, when we do that, um, I, my mentor, I mean, Alton Paris, who's with the Lord now, I mean, I just, every day he spent that time with the Lord, it was evident. Mm-hmm. He taught me to do that, but I recognize in my own life, there is, uh, there's more of that to be had mm-hmm. in my own life. Yeah. So. yeah. I really love where these conversations have taken us throughout this first um, this first set of you know the series Road of Awakening, and I think um, there's especially with this you know uh, seeing Jesus weep over and seeing and hearing those words. If you only, if you just knew, um, you know, if you if if you would just if if you just knew who I was, you know, um, when we talk about. Um, you know, shame several episodes ago, I keep coming back to how if you, if you really hear Jesus's heart, you don't hear, you'll, you hear conviction, but you do not hear condemnation. And I think it's really important that we can distinguish those uh, and, and real or, or see the difference of what those are and and how one comes from mm-hmm. one place and one comes from another place. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, 
we are not, you know, if, if, if he is in Christ, Jesus is a new creation, right? And therefore another, another scripture that, that comes to mind, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really easy, I think. And it's, it's, it's that it's the, it's the condemnation that, that draws us into becoming Pharisees, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, condemnation causes fear too. You know, there's a, but conviction, you, you know, you see it in, in the woman who um, washed Jesus' feet with her tears. Um, you, you see a completely different approach. You see a completely different reaction. And you, and then you see a completely different, um, you know, she walked away not feeling condemned. Um, but she knew, she knew who Jesus was and therefore she knew who she was Mm -hmm. and, and she took on the identity of Christ. When we take on the identity of Christ, we, we, we see conviction. We, we understand conviction. We feel conviction and it's, and it's what that's unto that matters. But I've really just, um, enjoyed this whole series road of awakening, um, Chris and Garrett, thank you so much for writing, for the time that you guys spent writing it and the the, the amount of prayer that went into it, um, and what it meant what it meant for for he, for us here at Asbury, but also I love where it's taken us, uh, where these conversations have gone, um, in light of what we've heard about awakening, what we've talked about. So thank you guys for that. Appreciate your heart, Tommy. Thank you again for. Um, your time today and uh, just for sharing your heart and for your leadership, you know, for having a longing in your heart uh, for us as a church and, and, and as a city in Madison and in Huntsville and to know God, uh, to, to have encounters with God, to experience um, a deep prayer life. Um, So just really appreciate your heart. I appreciate that, Nathan. And I just want to echo that. One of the beauties I think we have here, at our church is this uh, teaching team, this yeah. community. Yeah. And so we, mm-hmm. as different people do different message series, we get, we, we see the gospel through a different lens. Yeah. yeah. And so this has been just a great joy to uh, just kind of lean in to this Road of Awakening series. So for Chris and Garrett, I just, I do appreciate that. It's, uh, it's uh, one of our, strengths, I think, or one of our gifts we can offer is uh, yeah. those different viewpoints and lens. So I appreciate that. And Nathan uh, leading us in this is I appreciate it. It's very, very meaningful. I've enjoyed our conversations and uh, all of this is good. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And, and I think, too, it says a lot about a lead pastor who who realizes and sees, you know, the different perspectives, the different approaches and 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 sees God wants to speak through all of these different people. Um, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I think it builds trust. Absolutely. You know, and it, it, it helps me, you know, become a, a better follower of, of Jesus um, as I follow you as my pastor. Hmm. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. Thanks. My thanks again to Tommy Gray, as well as to Krissa and Garrett. What a joy it is to be doing this podcast with them. 
It's amazing how much we've grown as friends through this, and I'm so grateful to them for that. As well as what an amazing job they did writing the series, The Road of Awakening, which was the catalyst for this podcast. And today's episode concludes our conversations about that series, which you can find at weareasbury.com slash messages or on the We Are Asbury app. But do not worry. This is not the end of Full Life Conversations. Not only have we gotten incredible feedback from you, our listener, we really believe these conversations are helping start more deep conversations about real life with each other, full life with God, and kingdom life on earth. And we would love to share some of the feedback we've gotten from you. This is from Livy Ferry 36 I'm going to go out on a limb here and take a wild guess that Livy is short for Olivia, but who knows? Anyway, she writes this, combining messages with conversations to process and relate to the teachings is a great opportunity to grow in the faith. Looking forward to listening weekly to connect with the family and with God on the other days of the week. Thanks, Livy. We are so glad you're listening. And know that we're praying for you as you continue on the road of awakening with us. As always, if you have any thoughts or questions for us, please send those to podcast at weareasbury.com. We'd love to have you join the conversation and also come join us for mobile worship. You can get there on the We Are Asbury app, which you can find at the App Store or Google Play. You can join us wherever you are and pretty much anytime for that matter. If you join us Sundays at 9 Central, we'll be right there in the chat. And if you need prayer, we are there for you. If you'd like to support our ministry financially, you can do that through the app, as well as submit a prayer request or listen to any of our messages from all our worship venues. Remember to give us a like, a follow, a rating, a review, depending on where you get your podcast, and that will really help us grow our reach. Please share our podcast with a friend or family member so you too can start a conversation with those in your circle. Thanks again for being a part of this journey with us as we live real life with each other, full life with God and kingdom life on earth. See you next time.